0: I'm lying on top of bodies, or I could be, my house is built on a burial ground. Every time someone does something with their garden, digs down into the earth, they normally find a corpse or two, (laughs) take it to the museum, promise the police they didn't do it. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder if, if my house could be haunted, as yours. Jamie had never been a petty person. Also, she taught herself, and she'd gone through life accepting what fate gave her without being too concerned about clawing back something that she felt she was owed. She was humble not feeling entitled to anything until of course she like many people do day after day and mistake after mistake she fell for someone she shouldn't have. She'd never been petty but she'd always been shy As you can imagine, this can cause all kinds of problems for someone who's struggling to navigate through a busy college corridor. As Jamie was knocked to the ground, an almost daily occurrence that she just about accepted. The group of students continued on as if she hadn't been there at all. She began to collect her books, strewn glasses, when another pair of hands joined her own. It was a cliche, she knew that and she cringed every time she recalled the moment, but for the first time she felt welcoming to what fate had given her, instead of disgruntled indifference. She didn't say a word to him as he helped her gather her possessions, and she couldn't even push a thank you from her throat as he walked her to her dorm room. It had been embarrassing to simply point and nod as if she was sure that if she opened her mouth in the presence of those piercing blue eyes again, the girl loves a good cliché, that she would say something worthy of a restraining order. He told her, his name was Bradley, and ever the mistress of her own bodily reactions, she sighed without meaning to, and almost slid down her own front door. Composing herself, she managed to actually tell him her own name before he wished her well and sauntered down the staircase out of sight. They talked more and more, or rather he talked and she smiled and nodded while fantasising their future conversations before the present had even finished. In her reality, they were deeply in love, the kissing, the touching, the actual public Of their love for each other. That was all a formality because for Jamie, he said it, prepare for another cliche, with his eyes. Oh God, I know. Unfortunately for Jamie, this was not the case at all. Bradley was a narcissist who enjoyed the sound of his own voice and finally had found a quiet and appreciative audience for it. He didn't view Jamie with any malice, of course, he was fond of her even if it was just for the fact that she listened and responded positively to absolutely everything he said, which in Bradley's eyes made her the very best a person could be, but he certainly wasn't in love with her. However, Jamie had been raised on romantic films and poorly thought out advice pages in magazines that told her that the second a man opens up and talks to you without hesitation, you ought to buy your mother a new hat because you'll be taking a trip down the aisle very soon. As previously mentioned Bradley was not in love with Jamie and Jamie had barely been able to talk in front of him so had no way of telling him that she wished he was. And so Bradley thought nothing of confiding in his new friend about his girlfriend and the dilemma of how they should proceed with Valentine's Day. At first Jamie was distracted by Bradley's eyes and his lips and all sorts of things that she had decided made him worthy of an alarming amount of cliches. That she used to describe him in her diary but after a few moments the gravity of his words and the knowledge that another had already stolen the heart she'd earmarked as her own came crashing through her fantasy and left her again on the floor with her books all over the place and her glasses not only strewn out of reach but crushed by the size 12s of fate self-pity rose through her body and threatened to leak from her eyes any moment for the first time she spoke without effort, quietly excusing herself and running from his dorm room to hide in her own with a tub of ice cream and all of her regrettable diary entries. She pored over them for hours, unsure of how she could have misread the signs so badly. If she was being honest, she hadn't really listened to Deal that much, so it was pretty easy to ignore that he had a girlfriend. And if she was to be even more honest, she wasn't sure she liked Bradley for anything other than the fact he acknowledged her existence and had been raised with enough decorum to help someone pick up their possessions if they dropped them. Politeness and general acknowledgement weren't enough to build a marriage on and if that had been everything, she would have happily settled the matter and learned from her mistake but fate hadn't quite finished with Jamie yet. She slept for a few hours, to try and rid herself of the tear-induced headache and awoke to a phone call from Bradley. At first she thought about ignoring it, but while she didn't listen to Bradley all that much, she enjoyed giving the illusion that she did and it gave her someone to spend time with. They spoke, with her feeling free for the first time. And when she was sure he was satisfied with the lie that she'd left you to feeling unwell as opposed to the truth, she agreed to meet with him the next day and hung up the phone. She tried to sleep again that night, but couldn't. She knew deep down that Bradley wasn't in love with her, and yet the fact he called, the fact he had worried enough to check on her after she left, set her mind racing. As she imagined a scenario in which he was in love with her, she tossed and turned for hours, her heart saying that he could be feeling the same torment, and her head telling her to shut up and go to sleep. While she listened to her head and gave in to sleep, she couldn't resist dreaming of Bradley, all night. When she awoke, she heard knocking at the door. Gathering herself together and covering herself up as best she could, she approached the door of her dorm room and opened it slowly. Jamie! Bradley looked handsome, and Jamie wished she didn't think so. She silently stood aside, allowing him in and watched with a heavier heart than she would have liked as he sighed and fell down on her bed, throwing his bag on the floor. Oh Jamie, I need your help. It was Jamie's turn to sigh. She'd awoken sure that her feelings for Bradley meant nothing, and that she could continue life as his echo chamber in exchange for having seats saved at lunch and someone to be with on lonely nights, but seeing him made her remember the concern in his voice as he called the night before and left her clinging desperately to the idea that he might in fact have some deeply buried feelings for her, despite his girlfriend sitting atop her heart, swinging the legs that Jamie was sure were long and tanned and beautiful. My girlfriend's mad at me. There it was. She's upset that we've been talking and now she won't speak to me. Jamie tried to show concern, but ugly part of her had surfaced, and enjoyed knowing that she could get the ominous girlfriend that she'd grown to resent over the last 24 hours. Jamie wouldn't normally sink to this level, and preferred to get her kicks from high test scores, cat memes, and pounder pipe nights. But love—or at least very strong lust—with a hint of bitterness had given her a new edge, and nothing could thrill her like the sadness of a perceived enemy. I could talk to her if you want, Jamie said, her voice laced with sympathy as she sat on the bed next to Bradley, stroking his auburn curls. I could tell her that she doesn't need to worry. Bradley beamed up at her. I knew I could count on you, he whispered, taking one of her hands in his own and kissing it gently. Jamie wished things could stay as they were. Bradley snuggled close to her without a care in the world. However. Life wasn't always easy, and sometimes it was just ridiculous. This was one of those ridiculous times. Jamie could barely believe when Bradley excitedly pulled his bag onto the bed and threw a spirit board in her direction. Or when he babbled on about his dead girlfriend. The whole thing felt like a prank. But just in case it wasn't, Jamie decided to go along with it. She realised she had a great opportunity. She could simply tell Bradley that his ghost girlfriend was breaking up with him for good and then she would have him all to herself. It was a flawless plan as far as she was concerned and she couldn't wait to get started. She had decided to take a nap first but as she awoke she wished she hadn't. She'd slept a lot longer than she intended was dripping in what she hoped was sweat. Her sleep was a mess of nightmares, all reminding her of Bradley's ominous girlfriend, taking her revenge as Jamie took her man. She tried to convince herself that she didn't believe what Bradley had told her, but she felt compelled to apologise to the spirit in the hopes of getting a good night's sleep. She knew that she shouldn't be alone, but Jamie didn't have anyone else she could invite along. Attempting to contact spirits wasn't exactly the top of the to-do list of her small circle of friends, and so she tucked her hair behind her ear and did her best to fight past her nerves and took a deep breath before opening her eyes. Everything was as she left it before, the unlit candle on her left, a notepad and pencil on her right, and the spirit board looming in front of her. She took another breath, looking around at the well at room, trying to force herself to love at her own paranoia. She had yet to summon or approach anything, and even when she would, there was no promise any of it would work. The panic must be all in her head, she decided, taking another breath and shaking off another shudder that the room had taken against her will. She lit the candle, exactly as she'd seen in a YouTube tutorial. They really do make those for everything these days. And took another breath. Is anyone here? There was silence. Jamie kept her eyes focused on the spirit board as the coolness of the room edged down her spine. With every second, she was convinced the whole story had been a prank. Bradley seemed relatively adjusted, so... It was difficult and unlikely that he truly believed his ghost girlfriend was desperate for a heart-to-heart over candlelight. After what felt like hours, but was only in fact a few moments, Jamie finally laughed at herself and blew out the candle. She would mark up to experience and forget about Bradley and his alleged ex. She packed the spirit board in its box and left it outside of Bradley's room before heading to bed and hoping she would dream of something a little less strange. She awoke early when the darkness still lay outside. She saw a single lit candle on her desk. She was positive that she'd extinguished it before taking the board back to Bradley, but as she stood and examined the candle, she noticed the board was open on her desk. She tore her eyes from the scene, her body submerged in icy fear, and saw her door was still locked as she'd left it. And as she turned to the board, she couldn't understand how it appeared, unless, of course, Bradley had been telling the truth and a pissed-off ghost wanted a conversation with her. She watched in silent horror as the board spelled out the silent, single. She fell into the waiting chair, despite desperately wanting to run, but unable to move an inch. She thought about praying, but she wouldn't even know how to explain the situation or what kind of help to ask for. Her eyes followed the board as it continued to move. Stay away. She nodded, unable to say a word and hoped the spirit understood that she'd won. No man was worth this, at all, as she tried to find the strength to speak, she could see the spirit continue and after taking a few seconds to figure out the words that she was spelling out, she wished she hadn't. You will die. There was a knock at the door, but she didn't dare move. The candle flickered as the board continued spelling. And while she recognised Bradley's voice from the other side of the door, his words didn't register in her mind as it was too full of the spirit and what she had to say. He will kill you like he killed me. I was in love. sure we've all felt the same way. (laughs) I never thought that he could ever be interested in me, but at the same time, I felt slighted that he wasn't. I mean, what else was I supposed to do with my life, apart from I'd read all kinds of books. And I even had, you know, vinyl and I'd been to concerts. I was ever so grown up. So I thought I'm sure everyone's that way. At that age, that time. Eighteen years old, thinking I'd seen the world. <laughs> Till I saw him. There was so much more I had to do and I wanted to do every single thing with him, but he didn't seem to want that from me, he didn't seem to want me at all. Sometimes I thought he was toying with me, he'd smile, talk to me sometimes. As if i wasn't stupid or anything but it was just a game to him he never really took it seriously it took me seriously but i couldn't stop myself every time i'd say i'm done i'm done i'm done but all it took was a moment with him and i was his all over again and all I wanted was his heart, but you can't have something that someone's not willing to give you, right? Mm. I said to myself, we'll see about that. Good night, my